Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 918. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at take10fortorah.org. Please excuse the uh, interruption in our programming. I hope to be back consistently now until this summer. Okay, so to begin, I wanted to talk about Sefer of Bamidbar, the Book of Numbers. As we know, when it comes to the books of the Torah, they each have names. One name is the name of Bereshish Shmos Vayikra Bamidbar Devarim. That's the colloquial name that's used, and it really doesn't express the meaning of the book. All it does is kind of just quote the first word of the book, Bereshish Bar Lukim, Shmos B'nei Yisrael, etc., etc. It's not a descriptive name, it's just sort of the, you know, informal name. But as we know, in Latin, we know of these other names, like uh, Exodus, and Genesis, and Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Now, those names aren't just Latin names. Those names are actually a restatement of names that are found in Chazal. The rabbis used similar names, and these are translations of those names. So, for example, Bereshis is Sefer Yitzira, the book of creation, otherwise known as Genesis. Shemos is Sefer Hageula, which is the book of redemption, otherwise known as Exodus, the story of leaving Egypt. Uh, Vayikra is Leviticus, laws relating to Torah Kohanim, the laws of the Levites of the Beis Hamikdash, and that's pretty much what the book is about. Deuteronomy, the duo. Deuteronomy relates to the repeating of a lot of the material that's in the first four books. That's Mishnah Torah, the repetition of the Torah. And finally, for our purposes, there is the exciting Numbers, which is called in the Gemara Sota Daflamid Vav Sefer Hapikudim, the book of the censuses, the book of the censuses. And so the fourth book of the Torah, Bamidbar, which is the book in which we currently reside, is the book of the censuses, Sefer Pikudim. So What's this book all about, and why is it called the Book of the Censuses? I mean, of the topics in Bamidbar, there's a lot of good stories in Bamidbar. There's uh, really great content to call it the Book of the Censuses, although that is a fun word to keep repeating, or to call it numbers is weird, okay? It's like to add a math component, like what's this all about? So the Nitziv has a very famous introduction to it. The Nitziv says in his intro in his Sefer, in Mechdavar, he says as follows, Really, these censuses are of critical importance, not because of the censuses themselves, but because of what they represent. If you think about the first census, the first census happens, The first day of the second month of the second year, let's say, So everything is pretty fresh at this point at the beginning of the book. Uh, we have just built the Mishkan. The Mishkan has already been uh, it, it's been consecrated. Everything has happened for the Mishkan. We've been out of Egypt for about a year. As we know, the end of the book concludes being at the threshold of Israel 40 years later. So the most amount of time in, call it, modern Jewish history, where we already have the Jewish people, not just the Jewish family of Avraham, Mitzvah, and Yaakov, and Adam, and Noach, etc., but the Jewish peoplehood, this is a very large period of time. It's 40 full years. And then Tziv says that there's a census here, and there's a census later in Parshas Pinchas. So really, he says, from these two censuses, the Jews are counted once in the beginning and once at the end, and he says that's not just two censuses. That is a census each of two very different peoples. The people who came out of Egypt, the Yotze Mitzrayim, and those who are going to be entering the land of Israel. Now, not only are those two generations representative of the unfortunate sin that occurs of the Miraglam and Parsha Shlach, which we're going to read uh, very soon, but 
it means much more. The people who were of generation 1.0 of the Jewish people lived a very different life than the other people. The people who lived in generation 1.0 were people who lived miraculous lives. There were people who had God's beneficence wherever they looked, wherever they went, whether it was meat, whether it was the man, whether it was the water, whether it was the shelter. They were in God's protective shade. But the next generation were going to lead very different lives. They were going to start out not as slaves who then had this experience of revelation and God's imminence, but they were people who had God's imminence who were going to go to become warriors and farmers. They were going to live derech they were going to live natural lives, and it's those natural lives which is remarkable. Those people had a brand new and a different experience. And so these censuses really describes the book at large. There's an incredible amount of information that's missing in the middle of the book. We have information about the beginning of the 40 years and the end of the 40 years, but there's very little in the, in the middle. And th- these two censuses pointed out that we're counting two different peoples, two different peoples of a very different type. And the Ramban has an introduction, and the Ramban's introduction talks about how, uh, first he goes through all of the different mitzvahs that are found in the book, and he gives a whole list of those mitzvahs. And he says, listen, we just went through a description of the Kalim of the Beis Amigda, I'm sorry, of the Mishkan in Sefer Vayikra, exactly how it works. So the first thing that is described is how we camp around that Mishkan. And so the beginning of Bamidbar discusses the camping and how we would sort of comport ourselves, which is really interesting because why did that have to wait, right? We were living for a year without this sequence and this order um, with a mish- without a Mishkan in the middle. Why, why can't we just put the Mishkan in at the end? And it seems that there needs to be this hub in the middle that connects us before we can differentiate into these different camps, but that's for a different drasha. The Ramban says that really... You know, we don't need this formality and this structuring of the camp for the purposes of protection or anything like that, or fear of enemies, even though that would make sense. You know, you put the thing that is most precious in the, begin- in, in the middle of the, of the surroundings, but it brings respect to what's in the middle. It's the pinnacle, it's surrounded by the layers of the nation, by the Kohana, by the Levium, by subsequently all of the different camps on their specific sides and their specific directions. And most of the mitzvahs, he says, You know, you never really have this again in Jewish history. It's just not a thing. It's a very short-term mitzvah, which applies while they're in the desert, while they're camping, and it's not something that manifests itself ever again in history. And he says that, as a matter of fact, most of the mitzvahs in this sefer do not last forever. They deal with a variety of different things that don't go on Lidoros. They don't go on for generations. And that is the function of the book. The function of the book is really to be all about that desert experience. It is really, he focuses on the idea of Bamidbar. It is about the Midbar and the Midbar experience. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says something similar. He doesn't focus on Sefer Pikudim, the book of Numbers, but he says Bamidbar is the core of the book. Bamidbar is wasteland. The Midbar is a desert. There's nothing there. The first thing that we now have is Torah. Now we have the Mishkan. And here we are to live the Jewish life. The Jewish life unencumbered by Parnassah, un, 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 not bothered by all of the practicalities of what life usually fa- makes us face. And so he says that that is what Torah requires. Torah requires full devotion. requires really everything, to permeate everything we do. And the Midbar is the best metaphor, that there is just nothing else. There is one thing that is truly, truly, deeply important. And that's why that is the first, uh, the setting, the grounds, of what the Jewish life first begins as. Rav Hirsch, finally to conclude, has a very nice introduction to Sefer Bamidbar. He talks about how 
In the second book, uh, the uh, book of Shemos, it ends with the building of the Mishkan. The third book is about, of course, Vayikra, the standards for the sanctuary for the Mishkan. And he goes on, um, and finally it discusses how at the end it talks about Nidre HaKodesh, how people, individuals, can express their personal relationship to the sanctuary by dedication of your value or dedication of your personal property. He goes back, he says, but the fourth book now returns to a national reality. It shows us Israel as it actually is. It presents before us the actual nation in its relationship to the ideal of its calling as outlined in the third book. It opens with the command to take a census of the nation as an ADA, a community united by its common calling. All the independent members of the nation are to be counted one by one. A census of this nature, he make, excuse me, a census of this nature makes it clear to the nation's representatives that the community is not merely an idea, but rather exists only in the actual totality of all its members. At the same time, every individual is made aware that he personally counts as an important member of the community, and that the task that devotes on the nation as a whole requires the faithfulness and devotion of each individual to the common calling. He concludes, the third book concludes the dedicatory counting of the flocks, which pass in groups under the staff of their owners. The fourth book now opens to the counting of the nation as God's flock, as its shepherd. The nation, too, is counted according to groups of families and tribes, all of which belong to God, and every individual passes under the staff of his shepherd, and is counted as an independent member of the flock. Says of Hirsch that the book of Numbers is exactly the point. It begins, and perhaps it ends as well, because this book is all about reminding Jews that now we have the Torah, now we have the Mishkan, it is now made up of every action of every particular individual. It is about these grand ideas, but it's how each of us implement them specifically. And with that in mind, remember that we can't, and remember that numbers matter. Have a great day.